We are uh, pleased to welcome back to the program. She periodically takes time out of her extremely busy schedule to talk to us, give us the latest on the local efforts against coronavirus. Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill. Gail, welcome back to the program. Oh, well, um, okay. Uh, We're going to try to get Gail back on the line for us here. Apologize for that. Not sure what happened there. Here we go. I think maybe we have her now. Gail O'Neill, is that you with us here on the line? It is. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's quite all right. Always appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon. All right. Well, uh, give us the latest, if you would. We uh, have been reporting this afternoon that we've had another fatality at Villas, but for a couple of days now, we haven't seen any new positive cases, which uh, was the uh, first time we'd seen that in several weeks. So has everybody now been tested there? And, And where do things stand now at Villas? Well, villas have been um, doing testing and aggressively um, cohorting their their residents. Those that are negative are in a separate area within the the nursing facility, and um, people who have tested positive are kept somewhere else. And there's a a red, yellow, and green zones kind of concept where um, the people that aren't infected and haven't been infected still aren't. So this that's a good sign right now. They are doing continual testing every every seven days or so, so we can make sure that stays the same. But um, it's we're happy to see that there haven't been any more positives. So, so they are, in fact, retesting residents? Are they retesting staff, too, every seven days? They are. They are. That was the guidance and suggestion by our medical um, consultants that we have working with us, and we've spent a lot of time with them. We've been on daily phone calls, and um, they've done everything that we've kind of asked or suggested to try to solve the situation. So, yes, every seven-day testing um, especially for people who are negative, to make sure that they stay that way is going on. They're also retesting staff as they are 14 days past after they, most of them were asymptomatic and had no idea that they were infected. So after their 14 days, um, they're getting tested again to make sure that they're negative before they come back to work. And uh, obviously with the, uh, uh, you know, the tragedy of the, the 21 uh, deaths of residents there, uh, we did have at least a, a, another positive development today in as much as there are no residents currently hospitalized uh, for treatment of COVID-19. So that uh, of the, uh, there were what, I believe 60, four, uh, 60 total residents uh, who have tested positive. We've had 21 fatalities, uh, but the remainder are now uh, back in in the home and recuperating there at the facility. That's correct. Now, we have another long-term care facility where we know now of three cases. We'd heard of uh, two residents, a man and a woman, who reside together at Centennial Point. And then there was apparently late last night uh, additional word of a uh, staffer, asymptomatic, who had worked as recently as Saturday and has now tested positive. Uh, That wasn't something that had been uh, reported by the county initially, but my understanding was that's because that individual resides in a different county? Um, that person does reside in a different county. However, we're, we're watching those, and that is a challenge for us sometimes. Um, but we knew that person had tested. We coordinate with them the testing, um, and they let us know how many tests they need and, and that kind of information. So they did make us aware um, of a positive there. So that person was immediately put into isolation and uh, quarantine in their own, wherever their, <laughs> their home area is sure. at this point. Um, and won't be coming back till the uh, 
nurses have determined that that person's no longer infectious or potentially infectious to anyone else. So what's happening there? My understanding is they have uh, they have some still outstanding tests of other staffers there. Are they also, with only two residents so far, are they trying to segregate people? I know they're quarantining residents in their own rooms. What's happening in terms of testing and other precautions to try to keep that situation from exploding the way it did at Villa's? Well, this, the, um, they tested everyone that was in the facility last Friday, I believe. Um, and generally, you don't have all your staff there on one day, so there'd be some that would come in during the weekend, or today might be the first day you'd see them. So they have been doing some additional testing and probably will continue to do that as well. Um, I'm not sure if all the test results that they sent in have come back yet. If not, I'm sure they will be by tomorrow. Uh, you know, this has got to be the thing that just keeps you up at night is to see cases start to pop up in a congregate setting like a, like a nursing home. Have we had any other cases in any long-term care facilities here locally? And, uh, and, and what's being done at all the other facilities to make sure this doesn't happen there? Yeah, we fortunately haven't had that, but we've been in communication with all the long-term care facilities Um since before, actually before the um, villa situation occurred and um, providing them information. Of course, we beefed it up after that to kind of share as much information as we could and what we've learned from the doctors. We sent out a letter uh, yesterday, an email. Um, the doctors wanted to make sure that all the facilities knew they could have consultation with. We have two infectious disease specialists. I know you've talked to Vidya Sundaration with me before and um, Dr. Donald Graham and uh, Dr. Miller's up president of our board of health so we have three physicians that are more than willing to help and consult because we sure don't want to see any big problems if we can help it you know when you when you take out the numbers from villas uh the county's overall numbers we've only had four deaths countywide that were not connected to villas and villas accounts for uh about 40 percent or so of the 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 total cases um in the county so when you when you factor that out of it have do you, do you feel like we've hit our peak in Sangamon County? Are, are we trending in the right direction now, or, or can we tell for sure yet? I'm not sure we can tell for sure yet, but I think that we're not seeing more positives now that we've got a lot more testing going on is a good sign. Um, and uh, it, we should get a good sense of that. So we, we certainly hope we're going in the right direction. We think people are overall taking things pretty seriously. And um, we're hoping that it's it's going in the right direction. It looks like we're going to move to phase three of the governor's reopening plan at the end of this month. That would be barber shops and salons would be allowed to reopen. Uh, what's happening between now and then to prepare for that? Um, well, we're looking internally at, at a, at a reo, you know reopening plan for the county and, and talking about the what ifs and how to make it safe and, you know, they're, you know, try to deal with the community and, and cooperation. I do think there's, um, you know, there's just lots of steps and a lot of issues. People have strong feelings one way or the other on all of these, and we understand that and uh, just want everything to be as, as safe as possible. And again, if we stay on the the track that we're on locally in another 28 days after that, so the last week of June, we could start to see bars and restaurants reopen for at least some uh, public uh, access to come actually inside those facilities. Do you feel like we're ready for that in Sangamon County? I'm not sure. (laughs) It's really difficult, you know, to see, you know, like we have because it was so close and... and, um, 
critical here with the villa for a while that this could probably happen any place um, in groups. We're starting to see family members that um, are having four and five people in a family all all infected at the same time. We're seeing that with, with little or younger um, people. Uh, we've had four or five children now test positive, the youngest being 11 months old. So we're starting to see that. They haven't been sick or, you know, as sickly as, as the elderly would be, but those things concern us a little bit um, and kind of let us know that people aren't totally socially distancing and staying right with their home environment. It's difficult to do. We're talking with Gail O'Neill, Sangamon County Public Health Director, about the progress that we've uh, we've made. Um, so, I, you know, I guess that the question is, uh, again, um, uh, when we start to see these facilities reopen, what sort of manpower do you have to check up on bars and restaurants and things to make sure that they're taking all the necessary precautions? They're trying to keep some social distancing. We assume we're going to have to have uh, staffers and employees all wearing masks and things. Are you going to have the ability to check up on on those facilities? Well, with the uh, restaurants, those are our responsibility to um, check and and monitor anyway. And the ones that have been doing even um, curbside delivery, um, we've been um, inspecting, you know, to make sure that the food supply is safe and they all the restaurants know and work with us. So that's not a too big of a change unless they all open <laughs> the same day or decide to do something like that. That we, you know, the the ones that are operating. And the ones we've worked with before, we know, um, are you know managing the way that good public health practices dictate. Let's talk about contact tracing, uh, and I know this is something that you've been uh, working on here in Sangamon County. Are you tabulating, keeping track of the number of people that you've contacted to say, "Hey, you've been potentially exposed. You need to self quarantine." Do Do we have a, a sense as to how widespread that is right now in Sangamon County? Well, I wish we did. We've because each case, you know, you have one person, and you start talking to them about the people they might have been around in the last, you know, two or three days or two days before they started feeling ill or before they tested, and easily one person can, you know, generate a couple people or it can generate a dozen. Um, and frankly, the nurses have been so busy <laughs> doing this, I, they haven't been able to keep track. We can go back and count them later. Um, but we haven't been keeping an active count. They're all documented, but for me to get a, a a number means that somebody else is going to not get contacted as quickly. So at this point, they haven't been keeping track of them in that numerical situation. We know that uh, if it's not here already, it will be shortly a supply of remdesivir, which has been uh, given emergency approval as a potential treatment for uh, people with COVID-19 who are pretty ill. It has to be uh, administered intravenously. It's generally being used for people who are pretty sick in the hospital. Uh, what have you been told about how that is going to be deployed and, and what are your hopes for that? Yeah, the the hospitals are, um, we've talked about that a few times, and they're happy to have another tool to help people fight the illness, the same as with um, trying to get some plasma available from people who have recovered and are able to donate. Those seem to be the best tools right now to try to help someone who's um, really not doing well with uh, fighting off the COVID-19. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, we have seen a couple of reports in recent days about how with all of this going on and people um, a little more reluctant to go get sort of routine medical care, uh, that we're seeing a drop off in other 
vaccination so that while we've got all the concerns about uh, catching a virus for which there is no vaccine or no treatment, other illnesses for which children could be vaccinated and could start to have some immunity to them. Uh, instead, it's not happening because uh, parents aren't taking their kids to doctor's appointments. Uh, have you seen this in the health department? Because I know that's another place people can get these vaccinations. Have we seen those numbers drop off? And, and what is that portend for the future? Yes, those are those numbers have dropped off, but they're picking up a little bit now. Initially, like the first the end of March, people were really not wanting to come in. We started um, calling the people that had um, scheduled appointments for the vaccinations and offered to reschedule if they didn't want to come in. So that was done. We made an effort to um, target at least the two month olds with um, if any parents called in or they had appointments that we really encouraged them to come in because those are the, you know, with um, with three injections, they can provide children protection from seven different illnesses. So we really um, tried to focus on the two-month-olds, and quite a few of them came in, not as many as would without the COVID situation. Um, and then the early May, I think on the 4th, the Centers for Disease Control said you really need to focus and get vaccinating the 24-month-olds. So that's been a um, priority for us, too. And all along, we have continued to do tetanus shots for people who have injuries and need that or um, um, tetanus and diphtheria for pregnant women and people that need vaccination to go to work. But um, people haven't been knocking down our door. I understand their concern. Um, we are making calls and do the social distancing, the, the um, masks for everybody, but we're hoping that um, that'll start picking up again. Are you worried about other outbreaks later in the year for from, because people have not uh, gotten their children vaccinated or gotten themselves vaccinated the way they should of, of other illnesses? Well, I think if that goes on for this goes on for a long time, that might be something to be concerned with. Um, what another concern that we have is it's going to be difficult to try to get all the kids vaccinated like we do with our major events each year. You know, we've got a group that has been doing pretty much a lot of work, the back to school issues, and those are generally a very large large events at the middle schools and high schools with more of a a giant health fair for immunizations. And I don't think that that's going to be advisable this year to have hundreds of kids in one place at one time. Um, so uh, that will be something that we'll have to manage and getting the kids to go back to school with vaccinated, assuming that all goes well, that'll be a challenge. But and, uh, again, one last question, and I know we're a ways off from this yet, but you probably had to start giving some thought to it. some point, hopefully, we're going to have a vaccine for COVID-19, which means there would have to be a campaign to get everybody vaccinated, or at least as much as possible. We're already seeing some resistance to that idea among some right. of the usual suspects. But uh, what what's going to be the process for a mass vaccination of most of the, the public, adult and child alike, uh, against this virus? Well, I would imagine it would probably be like the influenza vaccine where, you know, it depends on how much vaccine is available at the time because you would try to prioritize the highest risk being the elderly and the very young um, to try to protect them. Um, you know, we were just getting people used to getting influenza vaccines for the flu and then we had a shortage and, you know, a few years ago and then we got people back again. There's some people that won't don't want to have be vaccinated at all um, and that'll be always be a percentage if we need to do mass clinics, we certainly are, are capable of doing that. But I imagine it will be more on a graduated and risk-based um, process. 
Gail O'Neill, the Sangamon County Public Health Director. And Gail, give me one uh, quick second because we just uh, saw the, uh, the the county's press release with the uh, latest new numbers here. Five right. five new cases today, so a total of 275 total. Right. Um, but again, um, you know, that's a, a, a somewhat uh, lower net. We were seeing, you know, double-digit uh, cases for a while there, a lot of that linked to Villas. For the last three days, we've been in the single digits of new cases, so you, you're viewing this as a positive sign. I think so. I think so. It looks it looks pretty good right now. Gail O'Neill, Sangamon County Public Health Director. We always appreciate your time. Thanks. All right. Thank you.